Hello, Rue. Hello, Nick. Oh, it's hot. It's not fun, is it? I've just spent the last three hours trying to put all of us to sleep. Oh, man. And it was worse, because Rachel was out. So I was trying to give him water from a cup, and I was trying to give him milk from a cup, and he was not keen on either of those things. Yeah. Of course, as soon as she comes home, he goes on her breast, and presumably is now going to fall asleep immediately. Yeah. You saw news at times like that, how much (laughs) the mum does day in, day out. Yes. And... They make it look surprisingly easy at times like that when you've spent hours trying to settle the baby and then they they just know exactly what to do. And yeah. um, particularly when it's hot, hot and stuffy like it is, has been these last few weeks, it's not fun for anyone right now. It is very hot. And I was going to ask you about this because it, it seems like the last few evenings have been... Uh, well, in, in Oliver's bedroom we've got this little thermometer... Uh, and it's reading about 25, 26, nearly 27 degrees at the moment. Mm. And it's colour-coded, and it has a little red light that comes on when it's too hot. And the red light is firmly on. There's a yeah. sad face on this light. That's how bad it is. Yeah, yeah. no, our, our room, because Lauren's still in with us, yeah, anything up of 25, 27. It's been a bit better. Um, I don't know if we're just acclimatising to it. It feels like it's been a bit better the last couple of days. Maybe there's just a bit more of a breeze coming through, but... What do we do? How do we cope? When Lauren goes down, we don't. she's just in a vest. We don't put her in anything else in her bed. Mm. And we do have a little rot- uh, fan, rotary fan, as in it, it pans across the room slowly. Or like a desk fan sort of a thing. A desk fan type thing, but it's a little tower one. Mm-hmm. We have that up in getting as much of a breeze going in the room as possible. And then when we go to bed and she has her sort of night feed, we then put her in a... We've got a 0.5 TOG sleeping bag. Oh, yes. It's already, you know, as thin as you can get. Yeah. And put her in that overnight just so she doesn't get cold in the morning. So that and a vest. Just that and a vest. And in fact, tonight, because she fell asleep downstairs, we didn't want to wake her. She just went in her nappy into the sleeping bag straight away, not even a vest. Well, recently we've been putting Oliver down just wearing a nappy, not not a mm. sleeping bag, no, no top. And then... Yeah, just this this week we cracked and got some ceiling fans installed. <laughs> right, because <laughs> it's too hot. Yeah. So one in the one in the baby's room, one in the living room, mm-hmm. and they seem to help. They get the air flowing around a bit. Yeah, I think it's the airflow that makes a difference, isn't it? Makes yeah, it definitely it makes it feel a bit less stuffy and less less humid. But yeah, oh, I'm just not equipped for it. It's the wrong country for having nice weather. I know. I. It's almost the point where I look at the forecast, longing for those days when it's. 21 degrees <laughs> yeah 21 would be lovely 21 would be lovely yeah so um you know i'm sat here now with a nice drink with lots of ice in i suspect it's like yeah basic rules of when you're podcasting or doing anything on the radio don't have drinks with ice in <laughs> jingly 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 because all of our listeners listening to this in the sweltering heat of next week will now be very feeling very thirsty of wanting some ice in their drink I'm quite jealous. I've got a glass of water, but yeah, I don't. I don't have any ice in it. I'm feeling left out. <laughs> Beardy Dads. You're listening to Beardy Dads. It's episode twenty-three, I think, and I'm Rue Reynolds, and I'm Nick O'Leary, and um, it, uh, oh, Nick, tell us about your children. Yeah, it's been a little while. We're, we're a bit out of sync. <laughs> so I've got a almost six-month-old Lauren and an almost four-year-old Toby. And I've got a nearly seven-month-old Oliver. And he's lovely. He's a very nice little boy, but I'm so bored of him today. (laughs) 
Has it been a long day? Yeah, it has. I've been at home today and I've been working uh, and Rachel's been with Oliver and uh, I've been sort of, you know, pottering around the house but, but trying to be as useful as I can at home. Mm. But it's difficult. I'm I'm sometimes in a position where I can really help out, you know, where I can mm. be like helping with meals and changing nappies and, you know, sort of just leaving work to one side and, and doing it all very asynchronously and being as helpful as I can. And then there are other days when I'm, you know, actually having to pick the phone up and be on hand at work. And then yeah. I feel like I'm, you know, not, not being as useful at home. So, yeah, it's been a hot and stressful day today. Yeah, I know what you mean about when I've worked from home recently, it's it's difficult because I don't have a room to work in. You know, what was the office is now Toby's bedroom. So... I, I can't work in there because he's got toys in there, and then so I work in our bedroom. But then if Lauren goes down for a nap, but I think it's almost disruptive just me being in the house because Toby right. <laughs> wants to come up and show me something, or if Joe's getting stressed with the kids, just the fact I'm around, even if I'm, you know, on a conference call or something, hmm. the fact I'm around but not able to help then yeah. and there almost makes things worse. Taking up a room as well. Well, taking up a room, or or you know, I just have to float around wherever wherever I can go. So. For the last couple of weeks, on a Friday after I've picked Toby up from nursery, um, I've actually then gone straight out. A Starbucks has opened recently near us. Mm. So they've got free Wi-Fi and lots of ice-blended drinks. And I've actually gone and worked for the afternoon at Starbucks just down the road, which you know, means I'm, I'm on hand if Joe needs me to you know, pop back and help with anything. But equally, I'm just sort of... The temptation's <laughs> gone and I can actually get on with some work. And it's been quite nice doing it that way, I find. Yeah, you're sort of there, but not not right there. Exactly, yeah. So we've got an office upstairs, like a spare room, but it's a little bit unusable at the moment. It's just turned into a bit of a dumping ground. Mm. But I've got a feeling that if I cleared that out, that could be my sort of internal Starbucks. Because the alternative at the moment is being in the bedroom, like you do, and uh, it's not very comfortable. I find that by the end of the day of sitting up in bed with a laptop on my lap, I'm really not feeling very yeah. happy because I'm sort of, yeah, it's t- terrible for posture, but also just ma- means that you're sort of hot and bothered and not very it's comfortable. A bit claustrophobic sometimes. Yeah, it's not great really. So really I should I should uh, clear out some desk space and have somewhere that I can sit down and be out of the way. And yeah, yeah that would that would definitely help. Yeah. Well, things to try for next week maybe. Mm. So what else have you been up to this week, Rue? Well, weaning's going really well. Oliver yeah. has taken to eating like nobody's business. He's had strawberries and tomatoes. And this uh, t- this afternoon, actually, Rachel cut up a chunk of roast pork that we'd had the day before. Right. And he shoved it in his mouth and was chewing on it and sucking on it. And oh, it was great fun. Brilliant. Has he had any teeth come through? No, no teeth yet. Right. Uh, still sort of coming and going with the teething. But uh, he does seem to enjoy chewing on things like mm. a, ni- a nice satisfying bit of pork i was i thought it'd be a long time before he'd be eating you know big slabs of roast meat but there, <laughs> there he is having a go on it Good stuff. uh we had yeah. last uh last weekend we had uh scrambled eggs and bacon and mm-hmm. pretty much uh, as we talked about in previous episodes actually as you suggested whatever we're eating he has some as well and uh yeah he's, he's really getting on with that so your your tip of the floor mat has definitely helped <laughs> So now permanently in the living room, there's a large waterproof, uh, I don't know whether it's like a an old bit of 
shower curtain. It's, it's vinyl sheeting of some sort, mm. and that's down on the floor. Uh, and he he's pretty good at picking food up and putting it in his mouth, and it's certainly a lot easier than hand-feeding him. Yeah. But he's also quite good at flinging it around the room. <laughs> that's, that's quite good fun. Got a, I got a feeling we need not just a floor mat, but like a circular shower curtain yeah, surround, <laughs> surrounding the table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A shower cubicle around the chair would be quite a good idea. So I don't think we had much flinging with Toby. Suddenly, in the high chair, just him sort of slumping his hands over the side and things just falling out the sides. Yeah, dropping but, things, yeah. But yeah, I, I, don't re- I don't recall having much flinging. But um, <laughs> yeah, so with, with Lauren... Um, she's not not yet doing the baby led weaning stuff. We've just started doing a bit of baby porridge and yogurt, that type of thing. Mm. Spoon feeding her, um, just you know, doing a little bit along those sorts of lines. Um, and she's definitely taken to that. She's um, gone from that point of you, know, you put a spoon of yogurt in her mouth and it all just falls back out because she doesn't know what to do with it to the point yeah. where. Yeah, you know, sometimes she'll just devour an entire yogurt, um, you know, without barely losing any. Um, nice. But then, some days you lose it all. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that that's coming on nicely, and it, it's nice just having a sat up at the high chair whilst we're eating, and um, that makes it it makes a surprising difference when you're having your meals and you're not have you know they're not in the bouncer or they're not on their playmat wherever it is elsewhere. They're actually sat at the table, and you can, you feel like you can get on with the meal yourselves a bit more. Yeah, it's much more sociable that way as well. I really mm. like it. Yeah, that's good. Have you been up to anything else this week? Any any firsts for you? Not so much a first as a last. So Toby Ooh. had his last day at nursery on Tuesday. Oh my goodness! So yes, he's now on summer holiday until he starts school in September. Oh, I know. The nursery he went to last summer didn't close for the school holidays it was all year round Mm. whereas the one he's been at since christmas they only open during term time so he's now broken up for the summer so actually joe's now facing six weeks of (laughs) both toby and lauren at home every day whilst i'm working a lot of work yeah in this heat so um yeah so i think that's the first few days of it we've had some some days better than others just as (laughs) Trying to adjust to that, but uh, um, yeah, just making sure we've got the, the right things planned for them to get up to every day. Or mm. sometimes that just means having nothing planned. Mm. Yeah, I think I think it's clear. Just it's important to have those days when you don't have anything planned, so you don't get stressed out over trying to get out of the house in time for something or mm. that type of stuff. And then yeah, just making full use of the paddling pool and outside. The fact that Toby's at the age now where he can go out into the garden by himself, I think, is a makes life a lot easier. Yeah, that's good. And actually enjoy the summer a bit as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Are you planning to take any time off during those six weeks? Yes. So we've got, we have got another family holiday in a couple of weeks' time, going down to Cornwall for a week, which we're all very much looking forward to. Lovely. And then we're, we've got a trip up to see the in-laws for the bank holiday weekend in August, so... Yes, making full use of the roof box, Rue. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> That's good. Now you've got it. Yeah. I'm not even taking the roof bars off, knowing I've got all these trips. <laughs> That's great fun. Yeah. That's cool. We've had an email from Derek Murphy, who says uh, that he's catching up on Beardy Dad's episode, 
and Mrs. Murphy's also been on track. Uh, apparently they're all about the Braxton Hicks at the moment, uh, and Derek says that he does make Tony Braxton jokes every time it comes up. Good man. He says, I'm a few episodes behind at the moment, so you may have gone over this already, but what should be brought to hospital on the first day? Is there a useful checklist of must-haves for labour, delivery and recovery? And I think you guys went over TENS machines already, but do you think it's worth purchasing one? Have your partners used one and found it helpful? Well, uh, Derek, certainly on the TENS machine side, it's probably worth hiring one rather than buying one. There, there are some sites you can just go online and for, like, it's not very much, £20, £30 or something, you can actually hire one for 14 days and it comes with everything you need um, and you just, and with like a an addressed box, free post return type arrangement. As it's going to be one of those things you, you, you need for the one occasion, or maybe if you have more children, you might you might want, it might be worth buying one. But yeah, I think hiring one is probably just as good because I think it's one of those things you're going to use this once and then maybe in a couple of years, three years, you have another kid, you've got to then go find it, got to find all the right bits, get replacement pads, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I definitely agree. We we did it. We hired one and um, we didn't get a chance to use it because no. uh, as listeners to the early episodes of Beardy Dads will know, we ended up with a slightly more emergency uh, birth than, than we were hoping for. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, I think that was uh, definitely a good way of doing it. Mm. There is part of me that thinks that if we'd had a chance to actually use it, I would have quite enjoyed having a go on it. I think there would have been quite a lot of fun in, in trying it out myself. Well, certainly in, in the NCT class, we did try the for our class because the the pregnant ladies weren't allowed to try it because they were pregnant, obviously. Uh, all the the dads got to put the pad on their forearm oh, and fun. try it out, and it was really weird. Yeah, it made your hand just clench <laughs> um, in the with the pulsing, but. Uh, so there may be a case for buying one uh, and buying one to keep if you want to do that exercising thing, very lazily exercising, where you yeah. can uh, attach the electrodes to your stomach. Yes, I'm sure it'll do wonders for your six-pack. But um... Yeah, so think about that, Derek. In, in terms of checklists, uh, the only thing that I remember, well, I mean, you, you, you obviously pack the, the basics and wash bags and changes of clothes and all that sort of stuff. Um, the only thing that I remember being quite excited about packing beforehand was frozen cartons of juice Mm. so that Rachel would have something nice and cool to sip on while while we were in hospital. Um, She particularly likes cranberry juice and apple juice. So we had some cartons of that in the freezer just ready to fling into the car. Yeah. Again, didn't get a chance to use them. No. it's a nice idea and definitely one worth thinking about, especially at this this time of year. Certainly a a tip from from my perspective because, I mean, our more recent births were both in the winter, but Toby was August, you know, height of the summer. So in, in in the temperatures we've got now, anyone listening now about to go in, make sure, dads, you take a change of clothes as well because the the maternity wards are typically kept very warm for, for mm. the babies, but in, then in this heat as well, you know, it can get sweltering. You so, will get hot. Yeah, so assume, you know, whatever the weather's like outside... Shorts and a t-shirt is probably ideal clothing for when you go in, and but make sure you've got a change. And then, yeah, just don't forget to take clothes in for your newborn baby. You know, nappies. Again, it, it's it might seem obvious, but you know, it's that stuff you you forget, and then you again, dads, you're going to be the ones rushing out to go and have to buy stuff that 
you've not thought about. So um, I'd say it's very much in the dad's interests to make sure you've got everything you need for a baby in that first day or two. Yeah, nobody else is going to do any shopping on day one. Yeah. Uh, I think car seat is the other fairly obvious thing that some people forget about. Yeah. Uh, And for us, it wasn't until I was actually parked in the hospital and had to get the car seat out of the car Mm. to bring it up to the ward to, to bring Oliver back down into the car again that I realised I didn't know how to ke- take the car seat out of the car. Yeah. Uh, there's a special handle. <laughs> so I had to find that. Yeah. So I'd, I'd recommend practising as well. And also plan for the fact you don't know how long necessarily mum and baby are going to stay in hospital for. So with Toby, they stayed in for a week. Um, so that meant, yeah, you know, packed for a couple nights, not really knowing. But that did mean, yeah, you know, I was going to have, I was having to go home and get just more stuff of everything for both of them whereas with Lauren she came home the same day she was born so uh, there I don't think we barely even opened the bag we took to hospital. <laughs> so, is there a happy medium do you think preparing for maybe two or three nights is I think right? it, I think it's if it's your first plan for a couple nights mm. I, I, I'm yeah this is an absolute reckon on my part but yeah a couple nights you may well go home the same day but equally Depending on what time you go in, you know, your whole the whole timings of it. You know, what is two nights? If you go in at nine p.m. and you're in labour for the next thirteen hours, then how much of that stuff have you actually used? Um, yeah, and but, after three days of being in hospital, you're going to be looking for a reason to get out and do some shopping, and you know, ch- change of scenery is going to be very healthy for you. So, yeah, you don't you don't need to bring in three weeks worth of stuff. I think I think two no, or three nights no. worth is is about the right level. Yes, and then otherwise. Get your nappy changing bag sorted out with all that sort of stuff. You know, as pack it as if, well, pack it as you would pack it if you were going out for a day with the baby, which of course is something you, you're you not going to have figured out until you have baby at home. But nappy, wipes, change of clothes, all that good stuff. I was going to say a hat, but again, in this in this summer, it's probably less less useful. I mean, of course, as ever, I would recommend going to see what recommendations people like the NCT and NHS make, um, I'm sure they will have checklists that are a bit more comprehensive and thought through than what we're talking about. Yeah, if we can find some, we'll include them in the show notes. Yes, that sounds a good idea. So I hope that helps, Derek. Um, I realise you actually sent this email in a little while ago now. Um, <laughs> Many weeks ago. A few weeks ago, so hopefully all is good and uh, look forward to hearing more from you. Jamie Smith's been in touch with a tip. He says, a tip handed down to me by a wise old friend. Get some night lights to plug into the wall sockets. He found some at Amazon, which stay off but automatically come on when it gets dark. He says, at night time they're invaluable. No more switching on hall lights to see where you're going while holding the baby or standing on toys or remote controls while navigating to the kitchen to warm up some milk. Uh, this is one that I would heartily endorse. Uh, we've We've tried a couple of night lights uh, and I really like the ones that you just plug into the wall leave them switched on and they've got little light sensor so that you don't need to turn them on at night it's mm-hmm. great that's because uh, for some reason we, we, we've never used them um, I don't know why I... do you live in quite a well-lit street Nick do you get a lot of street light coming in keeping your, your house nicely ambiently light at night time we well not we don't really I don't know. I'm I'm not being very useful on this one. I can certainly see the utility of them, and yeah, yeah I think. <laughs> Although it sounds like if you're not using them, then you're coping through some other mechanism. Do you have very good night vision? What's what's going on? I don't on know. There? Maybe I ate my carrots as a, as a youngster. Um, it's probably in part 
Lauren is still in with us, so there isn't a lot of having to move her around at night time with the lights off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, with Toby, I mean, that's a slightly different thing, having night lights for a toddler. He's got a little lamp by his bed which he can turn on and off. Um, and, uh, and you know, this time of year when he goes to bed, actually, a lot of light is, is coming through his curtains, even though they're lined. So um, when that wasn't the case, when it was darker out and he was going to bed, he, would have to have, he wouldn't go to bed without the light on. Hmm. Um, and we'd have to sneak in in the middle of the night and turn it off. And if he caught us doing that, we'd have to leave the light on and then remember to go back. <laughs> but, um, but he's generally got much better with that. Um, and then in the mornings, again, the sun, you know, again, this time of year, the sun's coming up so early that, um, you know, he's, he's not needing any lights in the morning. So, yeah, it's true. As, as we record this in July, it's light a lot of the time. Mm. It, it has to be very, very late at night before it's actually yeah. properly dark. So. It does cause a problem for us that we've noticed, been noticing Toby's been waking up at half five or so Ouch. and then getting up and starting to play and he's got a cd player in his room and he'll just play some songs or stories not to the extent it wakes anyone but you know we can just hear him clattering a bit around in there he's up early he's up early and we'll go in and try and encourage him to get back into bed and yeah he just it's light you know he's awake he just there's no convincing him to go back to bed for another hour Mm. So, um, but he's he's pretty good. He knows to stay in his room, um, which he does on the whole until a bit later. So, um, yeah. But it does mean, again, it doesn't help in this heat when he's overly tired as well as overly hot. It, um, mm. Yeah, good tip. And I, I think having one that automatically comes on and off for the night lights rather than one you have to do is um, I've not seen those. So that's good stuff. It's handy and they're quite cheap. So another tip we've got getting a little plastic case for your wipes and this is really handy because um, yeah the the wipes you can buy they've got the little sort of stick down flap on top but invariably they come unstuck or they dry out whatever well you get these plastic cases that you can put the wipes in some have a nice little sort of dispensing hole in top that so you can pull the wipes out and they're just really handy so we always keep one in Toby's got a little backpack we keep one in there we've got one for the nappy bag so that's good stuff when you're out and about the one we've also got is um i think it's sainsbury's or someone was just selling it was a pampers wipe dispenser box so oh, it's, like a, a rigid case for yeah a rigid case but bigger you know much mm-hmm. bigger you just put a whole pack of wipes in and it's got a flip lid and it's just so much easier when you're changing a nappy mm. you haven't got to fuss around with the stuck down yeah, the sticker over the hole. I can't think yeah. of a better word for it. Yeah, and if you've seen a packet of these things before, of these uh, these wipes, then this is going to sound really silly. And it, it did to me actually. The idea of putting them in another container just seems daft because well, they come in a perfectly good container. It's a bit flimsy. Yeah. It's, it's got a little plastic see-through cover uh, flap thing on it. You know what? What could you possibly need that would be more than that? But actually, having something rigid and having something which is just there maybe anything that makes it easier to find in the nappy bag as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does seem to make a difference. So we've got one, uh, which I think we got from Ocado, but Amazon sells them as well, called a Skip Hop Wipe Dispenser. And it's great. It's got a little uh, slide mechanism uh, to, to release the wipes. And you can use it with one hand, which I think is quite a useful feature. Mm. 
And uh, yeah, I would I'd highly recommend putting your wipes in a box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, you're right. It it, it seems, well, as you said, putting something that comes in a case in another case. But yeah, it's a better case. It's it put it in a better case. Yeah. It's the sort of thing that you're using many times a day, and uh, it's it's an area where a bit of extra optimization definitely goes a long way. Baby dads. Nick, I have a thing that's not really a tip but it's more of a question. Yeah. It's been hard to avoid in the past few weeks uh, the growing trend that young people seem to have adopted. Do you adopt trends? I think maybe you do. The growing fashion. Yeah. Uh, loom bands. Is this a thing you've come across? I hadn't until um, my nephew came and visited a few weeks ago. How old is your nephew and what gender is your nephew? Oh, your ge- nephews are usually male, aren't they? <laughs> yes, my, my nephew okay. is, is very much a male. <laughs> How old is your nephew? So my nephew is seven going on eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and loom bands is, yeah, it's this weird thing. A loom band is this little, white, I don't even know what the right ver- terminology is. It's basically looping together these l- little brightly coloured elastic bands to make elaborate shapes patterns uh whether it's like a wristband or fashion them in the shape of characters um yeah it seems to be i remember it when i was at school one of the in things was um you could get these plastic laces that you would plait to make wristband from string we we had string yeah yeah using it like embroidery thread people would um yeah as i plait plat those into elaborate patterns this seems to be just the slightly more i don't know uh, the, the, the plasticky version of that are they like um, are they rubber bands are they small yeah plastic? They, they are rubber bands they are what are they uh, about you know the, the loop is about the size of a pound coin when i was a lad when i was a mm. teenager i wore braces for a while and i had a very special set of braces that i had to have um elastic bands running between the top and the bottom yeah. tracks i i think they're probably about the same length as those yeah i think that feels about right so i don't quite understand where this craze has come from but it seems to be every you now see it in all the toy shops they you, know, you can get loom band kits um and it's just well, i don't know i'm sure it's just a fad that will be you know it's, it's this year's tamagotchi it'll be give it a year and be forgotten but then you get things like someone made a loom band dress so a full dress i had no idea you could make a dress out of it it sold on ebay the winning bid a hundred and seventy thousand goodness me now who knows if that is just kids bidding on it and whether anyone actually paid for it but when you start looking there are lots of very elaborate loom band dresses selling for hundreds of pounds, which is now kind of making me want to get into loom bands because you kind of figure, yeah, I mean, if you just sit in front of the TV and make something, you know, you could knit something like that and it wouldn't sell for 750 quid like this one I'm looking at. The moment. I, it's, it is odd. That's That's quite fascinating. It makes me think that I should probably pick up a pack of loom bands. I, I imagine it's... it's uh, something that I could find in my local toy shop. Yes, for sure. One of the weird things is you can get you get lots of different coloured ones. You can also get different flavoured ones. Ooh. As in f- the smell of them. 
yeah, it's weird. So my my nephew gave me a brief introduction to it a few weeks ago, and yeah, I, I can't say I'm I'm rushing out. It's not going to replace Lego in my life. <laughs> not yet, anyway. You never no. know. Beardy dads. Rue, we've we've had a review on iTunes. Oh, excellent. Well, hold your horses. It's a one star. A, a one, one star, star review. review. Oh, now I'm sad. Entitled. Eh. Is that E-H with a, That's with E-H a question mark? with a question mark. Right. So Jeff2332 says, Why is this listed as comedy? It's not funny, nor does it purport to be dull. Oh. Yeah. Which kind of seems a bit unfair that he's criticised us with... Well, he's given us a one-star review because we've been miscategorised in the iTunes. The, the clue here, Jeff2332, or whatever you said, is that the second sentence of your review... Uh, includes the clause that it doesn't purport to be comedy. But of course, we welcome all reviews, so thank you for taking the time to share that with us. Yes, and I will check to see whether we do claim anywhere to be comedy, because I don't I don't think this is a comedy podcast. No. Hopefully we're occasionally amusing, but it's not that we're writing a big script full of full of jokes. No, and occasionally somebody will tell us on Twitter that we've made them laugh on their way to work or whatever, and I'm always quite surprised. Because yes. I think most of what makes me laugh on this podcast is uh, exhaustion and... Hysteria? Yeah, that's what uh, I think is making me chuckle most of the time. Yeah. But it does make me think I should try and record some of the jokes Toby started telling. Because... Oh, is he getting into telling jokes now? Yeah, yeah. So he's big into knock-knock jokes. Whether Excellent. they make any sense or not is is a different matter. But um, yeah, I'll, I will endeavour to get some recordings of that. That would be good. That'd be very good. Well, thanks to Jeff2332 and thanks to everyone else that we've mentioned this week. Plus, of course, everyone else who's been talking to us and about us this week on Twitter. Yes, people like Andrew Wheaton, Dave Hughes, Dale Lane, Chris Beadle, James Smith and Lopter all got in touch. You can tweet us at Beardy Dads on the Twitter. And we're podcast at beardydads.co.uk. So thanks to all those people. And of course, thanks to Wes West for our wonderful theme tune. Yes, thanks, Wes. We'll be back probably in a couple of weeks' time. Yes, hopefully it will have cooled down by then. Hopefully so, uh, and we look forward to it. Yep, see you soon, Nick. Yeah, good night, Rue. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.